What's good, YouTube and us? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box and happy Tuesday to you. Welcome to the cover price top 10 weekly list. Uh, thank you for everybody for joining and hanging out with us. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. I want to make sure that we're all hunky dory here. Do 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 do. Still waiting for it to start. Why hasn't it started in YouTube? Started. Oh, well, there you go. In that case, that was my fault. But uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And you know how we like to start things off. What's good, everybody? As usual, a flawless beginning to our live show. Uh, once again, this we answer the age-old question, how many lords does it take to count to 10? This week, it's only three. And speaking of which, speak my man, Milton the Man, I'll say what's up to the good people, Zach. What's going on, everyone? Hope everyone's uh, still doing okay during the quarantine. Hopefully, you're playing a little Final Fantasy VII remake like myself and Justin. <laughs> Speaking of Justin, my man, Nemesis Prime. Say what's up, Justin. Oh, man. What's going on, everybody? It's great. It's a Tuesday night. Hope everyone's uh, loving these quarantines. Is it, times. though? Is yeah. it really Tuesday? Why even? I don't even know, man. It's, That's it's, true. It's, it's day, 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 and day. <laughs> Before I used to get home and I'd be like, yeah, man, it's the I'm like, it's fucking weekend. The fuck, man. What am I going to do? It's just like to the point where I'm watching uh, ESPN for to see what reruns they're showing. And being that I am a a Warriors fan, of course, they go. They show Game Seven when LeBron beat the Warriors. Being I'm an A's fan, they're showing right now the Kirk Gibson homer against the the Dodgers versus the A's. Well, that's history. All your teams. There you go. Oh. Red, no, they just no. <laughs> Lately, the Redskins haven't won in a while though. So. <laughs> A's 1989. So uh, yeah, you know. Hey, I know some people who have suffered a lot longer. So you know. Oh, you're looking at one of them. Every dog has his day. Kansas City had a rough couple decades. So well, see, I always remember like the uh, Derek Thomas, Kansas City Chiefs, oh, and yeah, uh, Christian Okoye, yeah, yeah. and those guys. And I was like, man, what are you talking about? They've been. And I was like, wait. And then I'm here's how old I am. I remember the Steve DeBerg days of Kansas City DeBerg. Chiefs. I remember fucking <laughs> Montana was very Montana was very underrated when he went to uh, KC. He took them to the AFC Championship game, I believe. Didn't Twice. he? To Montana. You know what? I'm going to start a little controversy in the live chat. Joe Montana is the GOAT of all time. Not Brady, Montana. Can you imagine Brady playing in the era that Montana did when Montana would get a concussion and still playing the damn game? It's no. It's definitely – those are the two best, but it's it's hard to say with the eras. Yeah. I don't know. I but still – Montana, I man, do you remember when he played against the Giants and Jim Burt just knocked him the fuck out? I mean, yeah, he was knocked out. Yeah, pads, that's for sure. You would get arrested if you hit Tom Brady like that in the game today. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not even a Niner fan, but I just think Joe Montana is the GOAT. I mean, you know, because of what he did and, you know, I mean, all the time. I mean, it was a much different game back then. Jerry Rice is the GOAT because back then – you could pretty yeah. much do whatever you wanted to a wide receiver coming out. You know what I mean? Hit them, do whatever. Now it's soft. But anyway, thank you for everybody joining us. This is our cover price top 10 where you look back at the top 10 signing comic books of last week. This is not based on our opinion. This is truly based on numbers. 
uh, based off of our friends at coverprice.com and they pile, compile this data from a, a lot of different points, eBay, uh, my comic shop, go comic connect, comic link, eBay auctions. So typically these are the new books. And speaking of which, I'm going to get uh, our friends from Cover Price on the show next week. So next Wednesday, you're going to come on. And if you got any questions, they would do a nice little Q&A. They'll talk about some stuff they have upcoming, some price changes. They've been listening to your feedback. And believe it or not, they're going to have a new pricing structure for it that's going to be more affordable. But I'll let them talk about that. So next Wednesday, look out for that. Uh, this Friday, I'm going to have Ken Lashley on the show. We're going to just hang out, talk comic books. And while he's on the show, he's going to be doing a live sketch uh, and we're going to give it away to somebody in the live chat. So make sure you check us out Friday from a man, Ken Lashley, going to hang out, just talk some comic books. Next week, probably Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday, one of those days, our man, the word burglar is back. The best geek rapper in the YouTube community or any community, our friend, one of the dopest. Uh, he's going to be on. He's going to talk about it. He's got a new comic book that's coming out, and he had a new album that's coming out, some new releases. So we're going to have the word burglar back on. He's a very, very cool cat. Um, so uh, let's get right to it, boys and girls. we got about 40, 50 of you watching. Um, I would talk about our sponsors, but go check out Kara's Comics, man. Kara's Comics is uh, in conjunction with Cover Price. They were giving away some of their books. Um, so cover uh, right now, Kara's Comics is working with uh, Key Collectibles, and they're doing a signing for Frank Miller and I think Clayton Crane and some other cats, and they're doing some giveaways. So even though we're at a lockdown right now, our friends over at Kara's Comics is still knocking stuff out. If you missed the sale that they had on the Hardequin, I'm sorry, man. The, oh, it's sold out, man. Heck I, yeah. I don't know if they're still – the last I looked, there was the sign set available for like 70 bucks, but I think those are sold out too, so – Go check out our friends at krscomics.com. Use discount code LOTLB to get 15% off anything because they still got a bunch of other cool variants that you can get. But that Batman Adventures, didn't we predict it? We kind of, you can kind of yeah. sense when when something's really going to be hot, man. You can just sense people are going to jump on this and it's sold out. So if I do get a hold of a copy, I will give it away during our 4,000 subs. So make sure you just like this video, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We're about 37 and 40, uh, 3,730, 40 so subs. So when we hit 4,000, we're going to do another killer giveaway. So once again, boys and girls, this is our top 10. And I didn't do a graphic on it, but we'll do the runner up. Uh, runner up which I should have done. I'm, I'm sorry that I did it. Uh, so typically this is one of the books that didn't quite crack the top 10 runner up is number on uh, number 11 is venom. Number three, of course, this is the new venom. Number three, there's been so many volumes of venom. I lost count, but this is basically the first appearance of Null. there's been a lot of rumors going around saying that null is going to appear. They've heard as far as Christian Bale, this, that, and the other, but if they do go with those mythos with the Venom, this could be epic. You know, uh, I don't know if Sony could pull it off, but just so you know, that's where it is. Uh, it sold 14 copies in a seven-day trend of 89%. Had a high sale of 119, 120 bucks for a CGC 9.8. And the interesting thing about that book is there's quite a few variants for. Uh, yeah. I have yeah, one of the variants. Lot. Yeah, I have the variant with the. Uh, I think it's Clayton Crane. It's like a Venom type creature with wings on it. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I'm looking them up right now. That's yeah. uh, Miko, Miko Siena. What's oh, name? is it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a Venom, but this Venom has like demonic wings and he's just sitting oh, there. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool um, one. Yeah, I have that one. It actually signed by Don and Cates. He showed up at uh, one of my comic shops in Lake Forest 
uh, nuclear comics. And he goes, Hey man, I'm here. I'll, I'll just sign books all night. And he's okay. And he was just signing for free. It was like one of those things that Kenny does in nuclear comics. So looks like there's going to be about 10 variants for that, including the, uh, variant ones. Or, I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, the virgin ones. I apologize. Yeah. Those are, I, it's really hard to pick what's going to be because besides, I think the ones, the online variants are a bit iffy unless it's a hot artist, you know, like art journal yeah. or something. Tyler like that. Kirkham has like three exclusive ones for unknown. comics. <laughs> so that's why I think, I mean, even those are limited to typically like what, 1500 for the Virgin variant and 3000 for the trade dress. I think the best bang for the buck on a variant is the, um, the store exclusive, uh, the ones that from diamond, the one in 50, the one in 25, those are easily the lowest print runs is because now there's so many unknown KRS, Frankie's, uh, comic yes. mints, Sanctum, like, Sorum. There's a it looks like you're you're close. Well, you're pretty close to being right because the uh, the Molina variant, the one in twenty five, is raw at about sixty five dollars, but then there is a a scan virgin which is eighty eight dollars, a one in five hundred. So yeah, the scan one. That's the one. I, is that the one with the wings? Yeah, there's two. There's the there's the which one? There's a virgin. The virgin is the one that's one in five hundred. Yeah, I have that one. It's the like a dark camera. red, yeah. black cover, and he's standing. He's got. He's kind of like this, and he has wings. The moon, yeah, with the moon. Yeah, right? that's the one. I have. That one's dope. That's when I got signed by uh, Donnie Cates. But there you go. So that is the runner-up or number eleven, if you want to say. So let's get right to it, boys and girls, and let's start off with number ten. What have we got for number ten, Justin? Number ten is a book that just will not leave this list, and it's still selling. Nightwing number seventy. Of course, we're talking journey to uh, journey to the Joker War. So we don't know why, and neither does Cover Prize know why this is still in the book uh, on this <laughs> list. But uh, it sold 16 copies last week. It's still got a seven day trend, 98 percent in the high raw sales, still in the double digits at 16 dollars. So people are still loving this. You know, they're waiting for books to it come can't back. Be for so. punchline anymore, right? It's got to be yeah, for the Joker storyline. Yeah, I it mean, is a you cool know, cover though. It is a really cool cover. It'll come back. I mean, it did go to second printing, but the second printing did not come out because of Diamond's uh, shutdown. So but, uh, over, over under 50% is it off the top 10 list next week? I'd say yes. Right? Books yeah, that probably. we have this week, I definitely think it's going to go off. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I, I think a lot, since we're in a visual medium, I think really a lot of this is uh, photographic muscle memory. You see a cover. And you see a lot of people talking about it or buying it or online or wherever. And then you assume you just say, you know what? I should get this because I see a lot of people posting it. I think a lot of this is especially in our medium where it's a lot about just the cover itself. You see it and then in the back of your mind, you go, I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty sure it's a key. And then you just buy it anyway. You know what I mean? So, all right. Number nine on the list is a new entry to this week. What do we got for number nine, Zach? So number nine is interesting. We've got Exo Manowar number one. So this is the original run from Valiant, 1992. Um, apparently, John Cena recently tweeted some images of Exo with no blurb or context, which may be given hope that there could be more movies. But, you know, Bloodshot obviously took a big hit with the coronavirus situation. And Sony selling Harbinger doesn't make the whole Valiant situation in the movies look good. I kind of have a belief too here that this book might have picked up a little steam because uh, the new series of Exo Man Award just came out on our last new comic book day. So maybe people enjoyed that run and have some downtime and are like, hey, well, let me go look back, dig in the long boxes, try to find some old ones. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of these books out there. So um, this, this sold 17 copies, had a seven-day trend of 136% increase, and had a high sale of $203 for a CGC 9.8. 
I'd like to make a special announcement. Uh, Discovery Bay Comics, you have been knighted. You now have a rent, sir, because uh, Discovery Bay has always been supporting the channel. So type in your name, Discovery Bay, and you'll see that you now have a rent. So congratulations. You have been knighted. Um, you know what? I think Exo Man and War will great, make a great movie. You know why? Because people are still want their Iron Man fix. And, you know, you can just come out and say, basically, this is a, just another version of Iron Man if they do yeah. it correctly. Mm. You know what I mean? He's I a mean, space Iron Man slash Viking kind of character. But well, now he is. In the past, he wasn't this weird kind of savage thing. I mean, I mean right. there's some. And More the thing about Exo Man War, they've always gotten some really, really good art. Not like this original Valiant, but like throughout the last five, ten years, they've had some kick-ass artists uh, drawing Exo Manowar. I think isn't Bob Layton the co-creator of Exo Manowar? Who uh, Bob Layton who did uh, Iron Man as well. So anyway, I'm not sure. But John Cena, I don't know, man. A little short. Yeah, John Cena kind of annoys <laughs> me, man. I don't, I don't know. He's such a meta dude. He's so I don't know if he's got that. Like, uh, is he was in the last movie? Was it uh, Hobbs? Which one was it? The no, Fast. He was movie? gonna. He's gonna be in the next. Fast and the oh, they haven't shown it yet. There's so many. No, of them. It was I, just, a trailer, I thought yeah. it came out already. I was like, all right, man. So Hobbs and Shaw was the last one to come out. <laughs> all right. So next up on the list is uh, number eight. What do we got for number eight? Well, this is the book that I think we're gonna, the Lords of Longbox are going to take credit for, Uncanny X Men two sixty six, because we did do a whole spec list of Gambit stuff. So. Uncanny X-Men 266, his first appearance of Gambit. Of course, this book has been moving a little bit with, again, the continued rumors for the Raging Cajun on his own Disney Plus series. So, um, you know, nothing is yet confirmed. But again, I think us lords, we want to say, you know, thank you for uh, look at getting this book on the top 10. But has sold 17 copies in the past week with an uptrend of 113 uh, percent and a high raw high CGC 9.8 sale of three hundred fifty nine dollars. So Gambit's still pushing. Really good to see him on the list. You know what? I, and I think it's time. I mean, Gambit is one of those weird characters where people really have um, a cult following for Gambit. I mean, I don't know if I'm oh, the yeah. only one that thinks that, but no, it's from it's from the uh, the cartoon, the '90s cartoon, because you think it's so from the cartoon. That. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I why keep on forgetting that. that there's a whole generation of people that only know X Men from the animated series, not from right. you know what I mean. And I mean that's a good thing. Here's our the video I just posted in the live chat of our Gambit long term spec list that we did uh, over a month ago. So you go in there and you could check out all the interesting characters that were in there, and you can have fun with the video and watch uh, Auto Tribe pronounce uh, Cajun words. It's pretty fun. <laughs> so uh, go have fun with that. All right, number seven on the list, I do believe, is a new entry this week. Yeah, so this is kind of a theme we're going to see throughout this uh, top 10 this week. But uh, Spider-Man Unlimited number one. This also has to do with a little bit of the Venom 2 talk going on. Um, we all know Carnage is going to show up. There's been a lot of talk about Scream making appearance. This issue is actually the first appearance of Shriek shows up in Spider-Man Unlimited number so, one. Slow down one second, uh, um, Zach, and explain yeah. to people who Shriek and Scream are. I don't think people don't know about multiple symbiotes. Who are Shriek and Scream? If you just quick encapsulation of who they are. So Scream was part of the separation anxiety storyline. Shriek is also another creation, um, kind of like a spawn of the symbiote, I believe. I'm more familiar with Scream than I am with Shriek. They're, bo they're, they're both like Carnage symbiotes, right? I mean, uh, they're not Venom symbiotes. They're no, no. Carnage symbiotes, You know right? what? I just checked out a picture. Shriek is not even a symbiote. She's just uh, like the girlfriend of Carnage. So, okay. yeah. Scream is the... Um, is the symbiote character. Shriek is like his girlfriend. So. Yeah, she plays a major role in that whole Maximum Carnage Mag yeah, exactly. uh, storyline. 
and I would get those two a little mixed up as well. Here's where this is something that we scooped. I want to say four or five months ago that long-term plans were for Sony and Marvel that they were going to do maximum carnage by spark by venom three. So mm -hmm. this is, this is that list where I think this is some of those people who are in that secret cabal of collectors who know about some of this information. Maybe they watch the Lords and this is part of the maximum carnage storyline. So, I mean, I think this is why people are picking it. And you know, there's a lot of stuff and cause uh, the venom trailer, the venom two trailer is supposed to drop anytime soon. Some people well, said today, with a character like Carnage, you need a supporting like the days have gone by where we just settle for characters in, in our comic book movies that are one dimensional. You know what I mean? Even our villains, we need a little bit more depth to them. I mean, look at Thanos, you know, very huge villain with a lot of depth and a character like Carnage, who's insane. I mean, come on, man, you got to give him something. So a character like Shriek having him around is good. To, is good for the story. Yeah, because obviously Venom is going to be the hero and Carnage is going to be, you know, the villain or else why would they get Woody Harrelson walking around that crazy ass? We <laughs> should do a spec list on that damn shirt and how much it sells for now. <laughs> people, <laughs> when they saw him walking around that shirt, people go, I found one. And they're like posting it online. I was like, all right. I, we also just do a show one day when all of us wear that god awful red flamed Hawaiian shirt, whatever it is. All at right. least they got rid of that god awful wig he was wearing at the end of Venom. Oh, jeez. You know, and ever since Woody stopped smoking weed, he ain't been the same ever since, man. Anyway. Uh, number six on the list is a one book that's still holding on in the top 10. What is it, Justin? You're the villain. Heller is in number three. It is at number six, but it has taken a quite a drop. I mean, this was in the top five and top three the past couple of weeks, but then the, uh, with the interim, of course, which is the better book to have Heller is in three or Batman 89. Hmm. Copies have sold 19 books last week with a uh, seven day trend of 111%. High sales still around $130 for a 9.8 CGC. So it has dropped off a little bit as far as getting that CGC 9.8. But I think that's maybe because this flooded the market right after the uh, book came out with people grading this book up. Yeah. So now that we hit the, the halfway point, I just want to. Uh, tell you guys that if you missed the beginning of the show, I'm going to have the guys from Cover Price come on the show next week. We're going to do an interview and a Q&A session. They're going to talk about uh, some of the new features and pricing points that they have coming uh, up for CoverPrice.com. Uh, obviously, we're also doing we're also giving away four six month free subscriptions once we hit 4000 subs. So look forward to that. And uh, so. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, either leave them in the live chat, but more, you know, if you can leave it once the video posts so I can see it. But uh, uh, one of the moderators, if you guys see questions, if you could just copy and paste it and send it to me after the show for any good questions. If you have any questions on cover price, on uh, things or features you want to see, what, uh, how they compile their data, some general questions we're going to ask them uh, about their backgrounds, where they came from, how they're doing this and stuff like that. So that's going to be next week. So just in case you have any questions about cover price and you know how they're doing things. Anytime I do these type of things, I like to get the actual guides on here so they can talk about their their product or their show or their you know comic or whatever. Uh, so next week, we're going to have the guys from cover price in here so they can talk about how they compile this data, how it came about and all that good stuff and some stuff that got coming down the line, which I think is pretty exciting. So uh, what's up for number five? So number five is going to be right after kind of what Look Justin at that. flip-flop. Interesting. Yep, we got Batman 89. So this is the cameo appearance of Punchline. The first book that came out to, ha to have Punchline show up. Uh, these two books are probably going to stick around for a while. I mean, we've seen them be at the end of the pack, the beginning of the pack, and now they're kind of sitting steady right there in the five, six middle of the pack zone. So uh, this book sold 19 copies, had a seven-day trend of 91%, had a high sale of $160 for a CGC 9.8. 
So like Justin said, I mean, only time is really going to tell which one of these books creeps ahead in the long run. And I, you know, and unfortunately with the, the shutdown and what happened with diamond, I mean, that I really think it affected the sales on this because if new books were coming out and building up the punchline stuff, I think this really, uh, who knows how long it would stay. I mean, remember we on our DC long-term spec list punchline is being reserved by Warner Brothers to be used not on CW or HBO. They're being used, but they want to use Punchline for the movies. So I can see this as potentially a DC villain in Batman, you know, Batman 2 or 3. Because you know Reeves is going to do more at least three of these Batman films. So why not use Punchline as a villain uh, right now while you know, the character is hot? But you know, unfortunately, we'll we'll see how this book goes once uh, sales. Because I'm I remember we kept on bringing up that joker anniversary issue where they were actually going to talk about the origin of mm -hmm. punchline i really think that book would have affected the back issue market on this book once they found out you know who it was you know and uh, hopefully it's not a character that is new or old you know what i mean they just yeah. rebadged them you know uh, that would be mm -hmm. awful and i think hopefully uh they learned their lesson from that so uh, hopefully we shall see but really bad timing and for dc's part that this, this book was so hot. They were riding momentum and then boom, Diamond had to shut down and everything. And so we shall see, man. And once things go back to normal and that Joker issue comes out, we'll see if this thing pops back up on the top 10 list, however long that's going to take. All right. So next up on the list is number four. Number four. We actually got another Spider-Man book this week. Yeah. So Amazing Spider-Man number 365. Of course, this is the first appearance of Spider-Man 29, 2099 because of the little preview that they show at the end of the book. Uh, has 20 copies sold in the past week with the seven-day uptrend of 107% and a high sale of $120 for a CGC 9.8. And I'll tell you, if this book is around $100 for a 9.8, I would say go out and buy it because this is a tough book to get in a 9.8 because it's a very thick, oversized book, but it's not a square-bound book. That's and, what she uh, said. That's what she said, yes. But uh, and you know he does show up at the end of edges uh, the Spider Verse movie, so that is kind of maybe my idea of why this is kind of picking up because they are always talking about the Spider characters showing it's up in one the of next those movie. Books so. that everybody should have in your collection. I would argue that you should have all well, there are four or five of them because they did it for every Spider Man issue that was mm -hmm. out for that time with the anniversary issue. So Spectacular Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man, Spider Man, and Web um, and Web Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. so you know I mean great? it's a great. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, man. Finish your. No, I was just going to say, uh, shout out to our boy Otto. It's a great way of linear collecting. Go out and get each hologram for it. You know what I mean? These were so cool growing up. These holograms like these, the Fatal Attraction stuff in the X-Men. But now, man, when you look back at them, they're such, they're so dog shit. Like, it's just horrible. <laughs> and like someone you know, in the chat said, that, oh, JLS said the edges of the hologram get blunted very easily. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I like these kind of gimmicky things. Do it now. You know what I mean? Bring the bring back the die cut, the hologram. Shit, make a pop up book for all I care. Shit, I just, you know, I just <laughs> whenever you see something like I want, oh, imagine a pop up comic book. That would be dope, man. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Next up on the list is I'm personally happy to see this on here, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, this is a good one. We got Wolverine number one. So. You know, there's always talk. You're talking about the MCU, who's coming. When you talk about Marvel mutants, you're always talking about Wolverine. When's he going to hit the MCU? So obviously the key Wolverine issues, 181, maybe even GSX one, those are all a little outpriced these days. So people are falling back to books like the Frank Miller Wolverine number one. And what we're now seeing is yeah, the Wolverine's ongoing first. So this is a crazy book. This is a book that you honestly can get for 20 bucks at most shops for the past 
four decades. Mm-hmm. Um, the raw copy for this is a raw average sale, something like $25. I just saw $25.76. But um, here we've got a little uptrend on this, sold 20 copies, had a seven day trend at 182%, and had a high sale of 173 for a CGC 9.8. This has been a very undervalued book for a really long time, but people are getting priced out on all these Wolverine keys. First appearance of Patch too. First appearance yeah. of Wolverine is Patch. Uh, I'm surprised this one actually made it instead of the uh, the Claremont, the first uh, the little mini series. Well, that's you know what I, mean. I think people are really getting priced out on those and stop picking them up. So you know, mm-hmm. you fall back to these ones. I think another book, if you're looking for first Wolverines, our first is Marvel Comics presents Wolverine. I think that's another great series because remember they he had this whole storyline on there. That's I think that's the Weapon X. Here's the interesting thing about this book, though, because I remember when this came out, and I don't know if it was due to the manufacturing. It was hard to find one that was perfectly straight down. It was always like at an angle, the spine, like it would go up like a V shape where it would just see more and more of the white end. So that's why I'm in a nine in on this. I think it's pretty hard because a lot of them were, didn't have a straight spine. And of course, the black cover. And there was something about these books, especially in this era where they just... You rarely ever found one off the shelf that was perfect. It always had some mm. type of indentation. It was something about the manufacturing process for this particular run and these books of this of this era. You know, I'm, I'm I'd be curious if I could find somebody who knows about the printing process for Marvel or DC and if, if they use the same one over the years or how many times they switch. I wonder who would know that kind of stuff. I have to find out. I have to dig deep. This was probably one of it. my very first big books I ever bought as a kid. Like I saw this, it was twenty here, man. Dollars, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so expensive!" You know, you kids don't understand how hot Wolverine was at that time. Yeah, um, man. But like a twenty-five dollar book. Do you remember as a kid trying to buy a twenty-five dollar comic book? That was crazy. Yeah. That was like, I better save up for that shit. I'm gonna, I can tell you right now when uh, when Amazing Spider-Man three hundred was my first big wall purchase. Well, actually, when I was a younger. My grail was what if number one. And I saw that on the wall. I was like in fifth grade. And I was like, $15. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> but I bought Amazing Spider-Man 300 near men off the wall for 50 bucks. Wow. At a comic shop. And then this is after, I mean, this is in the 90s. So speculation was hot. You couldn't find any of them. And I was a little bit hesitant on buying it because this guy's uh, shop, um, and in the nineties, it was really loosely based to call anything a comic shop. He had a window that had sun come in that pointed directly onto his wall books. Ooh. So I was thinking, ah, oh, man, is that yellow? It's not normal. And I remember another book I bought that was, it was a platinum edition of alien versus predator. And I thought, Oh my God, I need to get that. Why, how much is it? 25. Oh man. Alien versus predator platinum edition. Welcome to the nineties, boys and girls. All right. We're getting closer. Number two on the list. Number two is another book that has showed up last week and this week. Spawn number one. So Cover Price has decided to call themselves House of Cover Price House of Spawn. Why? Because this is one of the most highest printing books of all time. Yeah, it just continues to sell and sell and sell alike. But you know what? I remember when this book was even a $20 book on the wall and everybody, and it still is. But you yeah. know, for the past couple of months, really you know, it, it released back in uh, 1992. So what are we looking at? 28, 29 years later. It's still selling a lot. So raw copies sold 25 copies last week. Seven day sale trend of 105% up with a high raw high 9.8 CGC for 125. And again, 125 bucks, just go up and buy it. But you know what the book is to really get is to get that newsstand copy. Yep. JLS that is said. tough. 
it is hard. And I actually bought a newsstand copy from, I always tell the story. It was at a liquor store. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's almost, I wonder if there was new news. Uh, obviously it's impossible to sell newsstand copies nowadays. I don't know how they do it, but you know what? It wouldn't, I wonder like if they, if they sell newsstand copies, it would bypass uh, diamonds distribution. Right. And how that worked, but I'm pretty sure diamonds still would have done it. It's like, I have solutions to everything. If you would have sold comics, Seven Eleven still, we still had them. Yeah. If, if driving movie theaters were still in business <laughs> for the most part, we would still be able to see movies, social distancing in your car. Uh, but what's interesting, I think also, I think Todd McFarlane is a great um, self promoter um, of marketing. With I mean, if you saw, he's doing a Kickstarter that already hit its goal, where yeah. he's doing a um, a new a spawn figure, larger than the normal size ones. And what's gonna he's gonna be? Remember those old packages? And I have one here. I, I'll show you guys. But um, it's a you could buy an action figure, and it came with a comic book. So yep. Tommy Farnan started a Kickstarter because he was like saying, you know, not in many places buy toys nowadays unless it's attached to something. So obviously, you know, his new film is so dark, he can't sell Spawn action figures because Spawn is going to be a shadowy mist or whatever the hell it was. But back in the day, he could do that. But you have to have like Star Wars is coming out or Marvel is coming or DC is coming out with somewhere. Toy stores would be like, we'll order that. So he had to do a Kickstarter and he met his goal. What's the cool part about this is some of the comics in there are going to be variants. So it's not just a comic that's thrown in there. Hold on. Let me go find it for us. What does he need a Kickstarter for? Does this guy can't afford his to do his own figures at this point? Like, what's the deal here? He I broke? don't know, man. But he did he did break a lot of records real quick on that. But I think that's another reason why this book has been selling the past week because of the Kickstarter. Because people yeah. are just like, oh, I'm gonna just yeah, maybe I'm doing the Kickstarter. I might as well go out and buy it. I mean, spawn the past three weeks we've had spawn books. Remember, we had the spawn gunslinger as well on here. Like a couple here you weeks. go, boys and girls. This is the Marvel Legends series. This is Doctor Strange, and it comes with a comic in the back. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. So and here's another one. I got this because it was Doctor Strange and Silver Surfer, and it comes with a Defenders number eight in there. So you don't see this packaging anymore that I can that I can recall. Most of the Marvel Legends figures or the lines that they use, uh, they don't have the comic packs in them. And so I think Tom McFarlane was, uh, I think he he hit it right on the head because you know what, people buying nostalgia nowadays. Collectors like us who have some uh, disposable cash, you know, I say that loosely, but you like to see those things when you're a kid, when 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 you were a kid, and maybe you couldn't afford it, or you just you know you could you didn't have money. Now he's like, he, I think Todd knows uh, has a good pulse of what collectors want. They want an action figure with a comic in it, and boom, he succeeded. I mean, but I I did the same thing as you did, Zach, and I was like, wait a second, why is he asking us for money? Yeah, I just right. got five hundred thousand dollars to sign like ten thousand books for CGC. Goddamn broke ass. I know, man. What are you doing? A creepy. But leaning on the people's. It's it's quarantine time. But you know, to his credit, though, his Kickstarter or whatever fund be whatever it had different tiers. So depending on what how much you donated, you'll get certain. You know, how, you know, at least they're offering something. Sometimes people throw him a Patreon. You don't get shit. Different levels, but at least uh, for different levels you spend, you'll get like a different. And he's doing uh, the action figure is going to have like uh, different heads that you can put on it. I think four different heads or something like that. Uh, insert your own joke there. But and the, what's really what I want it would be for the different variant comics. I'm assuming there's going to be some rare comics in there, unless the um, hopefully when they ship it, they don't mess it up because uh, most of the comics in here, like this, these aren't really. I mean, it's a reprint, right? I mean, I can't think of anyone here, but this is pretty dope. A two pack with the, uh, you know. So there you go. The only one that's worth a lot is the uh, the NYX. Because it comes with NYX three, 
Really? It's either NYX three or four. And I'm sure and it's not a reprint. It's the straight. No, it, well, no, it's a reprint, but yeah, that's the only comic that like in those packs that have ever really been worth anything I've seen. And uh, yeah. Batman, there's one that they did for Cassandra Kane. I know there's an action figure variant. So like Batman, whatever, five sixty something. Her first appearance is also a tough book to get, especially in good condition. Start searching on eBay now, boys and girls. Yeah. Speaking of searching on eBay now. The number one list. Drum roll, please. So number Boom. one, you kind of see coming. We've had a little bit of a theme going on with this top 10 this week. Uh, we've got Spider-Man 2099. So this is going to be Spider-Man 2099, his first ongoing. He was at number four spot a couple weeks ago with a CGC at 9.8 at $60 a couple weeks. So this week it sold 27 copies, had a seven-day trend of 96%, and had a high sale of $80 for a 9.8. So up $20 there. Also moving a little bit closer to the highest sale of 126 for a 9.8 back in December 2018 when Into the Spinoverse came out and he appeared in the end credit scene. So another great book, and someone mentioned in the comments as well, the book to look out for on this one is obviously the white Toy Biz second print variant there. But, you know, obviously a little tough to get that one. But this 2099 character, Spider-Man, he's awesome, man. I mean, he's one of the best Spider-Man characters out of all the Spider-Man characters they've made within the past two decades. He's probably my favorite. And this really ties in directly with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 365. I mean, because that's supposedly right. like a appearance or, you know, but this yeah. is this is what the, like we like to call the market has decided. This is uh -huh. the first appearance of Spider-Man 2099, not the other one, which, but, you know, once you get that one, people want to get both. You know what I mean? And I think people are just really thinking or whomever at Sony, uh, there are people who know what's coming. They're like, let's buy this up because it was already a, a tease at the end uh, into the Spider-Verse mm -hmm. uh, with Spider-Man 2099. So I mean. Put it this way, man. And, you know, Sony is going to continue to make things and Marvel's going to work with them unless they can buy them, but they're still going to do things. So Sony still has to operate like they're independent. And so there's so many Spider-Man stories you can tell until you start using different iterations. I would love to see a Spider-Man noir series because I think Nicolas Cage was freaking hilarious in <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, and he kind of... I think they were totally right in doing the Into the Spider-Verse. And I'll be honest, man. I talked a lot of shit on Into the Spider-Verse before it came out. Like I was like, this looks stupid. This is dumb. I wasn't into it. And then I saw it, and man, it was great. And honestly, that's the place where you can bring out all these different iterations of Spider-Man. Not live action. We don't need live action Miles Morales. We don't need live action 2099. We only want the Peter Parker live action. Keep uh -huh. the rest on the, on the animated, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the movie is great. The soundtrack is great. I mean, I think the animation, hands down, is better, the best of any superhero related animated, whatever, released to home and the theaters. I mean, the animation was just, it was mind blowing. I saw it regular, like 2D, and then I was like, I have to see this in 3D. When I saw it in 3D, I was blown away by Into huh. the Spider Verse in 3D. It was incredible. I bought it on actually on a 4K Blu ray, even though I don't have a 4K Blu ray player because I'm like, one day I'm going to get one. Because <laughs> now I have to replace all my DVDs, all my Blu rays, uh, all up to 4K. And it's like, uh, yeah, never again. I played that game back in the day with the DVDs and never again, man. You mean Wyatt. when I had Laserdisc and I like oh, I gotta buy VHS now? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but Laserdiscs are collectible though, because that's where you can find the uh, original trilogy, um, the uncut yes. versions on Laserdisc. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, my somebody used to have Empire Strikes Back, and he was like, he would not sell it to me. He's like, nope, 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 I'm keeping. It. I was like, damn it! I said, you don't have a Laserdisc player. I had like a Pioneer Elite laser player, 
uh, Laserdisc player that was like high end. But back in the day, it was like this giant thing. And it was basically people only use Laserdisc for karaoke. Right. But uh -huh. if you, it also played uh, CDs and because uh, it would fit in like the middle of this giant, giant platter. And I don't know if anybody knows the Pioneer Elite series. That was like the top of the line for electronics, like in the the mid 90s, right? Pioneer Elite TVs and all the accoutrement. But uh, so that's it, boys and girls. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed 105 of you watching. Thank you very much. If you guys have any questions uh, for the folks, fine folks, the cover price who brought us this top 10 list, please leave it in once the video posts or hit me up on Instagram or on Facebook, <clears throat> on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we'll try to cover it. Hey, shout out to Orgo. Thank you for the $10 super chat. Super chat. Hey, have you guys considered doing affiliates program with eBay? <laughs> Your show is driving business to their site for free. <laughs> we don't do this for the money, man. I mean, we don't have a shop or sell, but speaking of which, that reminds me this Saturday, man, I'll be helping out my buddy, uh, Mike, the big to do. I'm going to be hosting a live uh, online sale at Mike's shop in Co Comic Tunes and Toys in Tustin, California. We're going to do a fixed sale. I'm going to be there at the shop Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific. We'll probably go for an hour, maybe two. We're just going to do like the other uh, auctions or excuse me, sales that you see on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're going to put up six, seven books, put a letter to it. Whoever claims the first, it's yours. So I spoke to Mike. Get more details. I'm going to go out there um, probably Thursday, do some testing, make sure how we're going to set everything up. Um, it's going to be um, friends and family. It's not friends and family because this is it's a business. So you just send goods and services and it's just to the U.S. Sorry for our Canadian friends, but the, he just can't do the shipping uh, to Canada right now because if have you tried walking into a post office recently, the lines are huge. I was just there today. It was horrible. Yeah, six feet in between each person. I mean, my post office was already packed as it is. Uh, huh. And probably people were mailing stuff because they're going to buy probably be out of business in May. So unless they uh, get some help, I mean, I mean, support your post offices. Where else can you mail a letter for like 50 cents? That's hey, ridiculous. to be honest with you, I saw um, it, it was put out here that the post office is hiring for. So a lot of people who are looking for part time jobs right now when they can't work with their own job, the post office is hiring a ton of part time people right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, they didn't get any of the uh, stimulus money. Um, so, and what's interesting is, if you don't know, the U.S. Post Office is actually part of our Constitution. They, it's not a fully, it's not a fully federally, it's not federally owned, but it, it has federal protections because you know, rain, sleet, or hail. I mean, you know, you gotta have the fucking mail, right? I mean, the post office uh -huh. has been around since the founding of this country, so it's kind of crazy that they're. Basically, I think the uh, government is saying, hey, uh, USPS, change your ways to adapt or charge Amazon for more. Um, so, I mean, that would be uh, that would be brutal for the shipping industry. I mean, because, you know, you have FedEx, DHL and all these other cats, but they typically charge you a lot more like UPS or uh, and things of that nature. But I was just reading, I was like, man, they could fall. They could actually go out of business by uh was it may or june that's crazy man so hmm. can you imagine just the amount of commerce that our community gives them <laughs> right i mean every yeah, time we do an auction dude i'm like man i'm going there with like 20 boxes and shit i'm spending a good money on spending and it's still a good deal you know you get something guaranteed two three days for you know six seven bucks sometimes 15 for a big box i mean man it'd be brutal man because i know a lot of people that work at the post office too and it's it's brutal man um Hopefully they're not all getting sick. Was I reading somewhere in New York? How the amount of post office workers that are getting sick is crazy, man. Crazy. Just like half the cop, like five, 600 cops, something like that. Ridiculous, man. But 
don't want to get too bored uh down bogged down with you guys uh part two of my check out justin just posted his this morning right justin your top 50 variants Yes, that dropped today on the Three Men in the Basement channel. Top 50 graded variants in my collection. Tomorrow, so. Zach will be posting his top 50 favorite Kansas City Chief hats. So make <laughs> sure you check that. <laughs> uh, so uh, tomorrow, I'm gonna. I was supposed to do it yesterday, but I haven't checked. I dropped a uh, Reed Richards scoop. John Krasinski is in talks for Marvel to play Reed Richards. Looks like it's going to be a done deal. Emily Blunt right now is 50 50 because she doesn't want to sign on to uh, multiple projects. Uh, and also, we heard from our man, Mikey Sutton, Reed Richards is going to make his debut in Into the Multiverse of Madness. He's going to be playing part of the Illuminati that's going to be told in that storyline. And also, they want to put him in Spider-Man 3 to mentor Peter Parker. They, he need, Peter Parker needs a science buddy. Who else to do it? Then good old Reed Richards. So that was a scoop. Check it out yesterday. And because I did that, I was right in the middle of finishing my top 50. So I didn't post it yesterday. I will post it tomorrow. There are no live show tomorrow, boys and girls, but maybe I'll do a premiere and uh, we can all go in a live chat and talk shit about my uh, other second top 50 books. Um, <laughs> or the second list is uh, 25. So I can finally put them away now. I got books strewn all over the place. Now um, I should organize my stuff. Who else has organized their comics during the quarantine? Have you? I started. I had some <laughs> Everybody started, but did you finish? You bunch no, of I can't do it. But Stay let me tell you, there, doing doing the CGC eat. stuff, man, was tough. I literally brought all. I brought I brought probably about sixty slabs out and put them literally in this room. And then I was just trickling them. I was like, all right, which ones are going to go in the top fifty? And then I just had. And then I took them out and was like, all right, these is forty to fifty, thirty to forty, and then which should be my top ten. So, wow, yeah, I just it was tough, counted man. to fifty and just because <laughs> nah. Because I was like, uh, this is number 26. This is no, and then I would lose track. I was like, all right, I know this is 25 books in there. I know there's 25 books in there. If you try to do 50 once, that's impossible. It's just too much. Hmm. All right. Any last words? Nemesis Prime. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, guys, for watching. Check out my video. Like TiVo said, it dropped today. And, of course, Discovery in about Bay 15 Comics minutes. just dropped it in the live oh, chat. Oh, perfect. So yeah. So there you go. Right when this video is over, go check it out. And of course, in about 20 minutes, check out the NY Warriors. Their auction is Tuesday night. So you'll see oh, me there. Yeah. Discovery Bay has earned his pay today. He's been very, very uh, good in the uh, moderating the live chat, meaning uh, deserved his pay, which is $0. But he gets our gratification. So make sure you guys sub up Discovery Bay Comics as well. He is the most energetic person I know at 7 a.m. in the morning. That's all I have to say, man. <laughs> there is something special in that man's coffee. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you check out Discovery Bay Comics. He's doing great content. I don't know how he does it. He does it like seems maybe three shows a day, seven days a week. He's got all kinds of crazy bells. He reminds me of crazy Benny Stereo World. That's what it is. And he sounds like Casey Kasem. So there you go. That's a throwback for all you old people who understand that stuff. Any last words, Zach? No, nothing going on. Everyone just stay safe out there. Keep your family safe and um, let's just weather the storm. You going to do your top 50? No, I don't even have 50 comics. 50 comics I'll get rid of right now. How many slabs do you have? Not 50. Oh, well, just make it up. Just like here's it, you know, and then they'll show the back of it and then show it again. People will never know. <laughs> All right, thanks, boys and girls. So uh, tomorrow I'm going to drop the second half of my top 50. Check us out Friday. I'm going to have Ken Lashley on the show. We're going to talk about him and some comics and some exciting stuff he's working on. Even though, you know, you're not seeing comics, people are still working on some stuff. So he'll talk about his uh, Spawn project that he is now the artist and penciler for uh, Todd McFarlane's Spawn. So check. We're going to talk about that and some stuff he's got working on some toys. And he told me that he'd do some sketches during the live show that we give away to the live chat. So if you guys know, Ken Lashley's a hella cool cat. So we will see if maybe for 
You can even commission a live sketch from Ken Lashley during the live show. He always works with your pricing. If you want a $50 sketch, he'll give you a $50 sketch. If you want a $100 sketch, he'll give you a $100 sketch. That's how cool he is. So we will see you guys Friday uh, for Ken Lashley. I don't know what time yet, so notifications are working. So I would probably do it around maybe in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, or early evening, so I'll let you guys <laughs> have your fun on your Friday night of quarantining at home. <laughs> uh, until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Shake and bake and pull it back.